I'm Carrie Benedet, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters, where you will find tools to revitalize you and your relationships, whether at work or in your personal life. Well, a little bit about me I'm an education consultant specializing in emotional intelligence, and I use creative approaches that empower people with proven processes. I'm known for my high energy passion and compassion for those in need of help. And I like to shine a spotlight on what we can do. I'm here to bring positivity, confidence and strength every day, everywhere. My mantra in life has been, let's give it a red hot shot. Hello listeners, it's Carrie Benedette from Thriving Matters podcast. Of course, you know who it is because you've subscribed and you're listening. And our guest today is the most beautiful young woman I think I have met in such a long time, Emily Dennis. How are you, Em? Hi, I'm good. I'm so happy to be here. It's my first ever podcast. This is so exciting. Listeners, there's method in my madness because just recently I met Emily um, at a business summit up in Port Macquarie here in the beautiful north of New South Wales, our coastline here. A lot of people know Byron Bay. So we met there. And one of the things that came out in the conversation over two and a half days was that Emily wanted to start a podcast. So I said to her, hey, Em, I've got an offer for you. If you think I can give you anything of value, I'm happy to have you on the podcast, number one. Let's talk about how I could support you in doing that. And um, I'm like, gosh, she said yes. How good is that? That's a vote of confidence <laughs> after we've just met. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, it's such a privilege to be able to be here. I was so I was so taken back by your offer for me to be on a podcast. I was like, what? Someone would offer for me to be on a podcast and I could learn from you. It's so awesome. Yes. Well, I think we all, my, my thinking is that we learn from each other. Um, I do a lot of work with people and I will always ask for feedback and always ask how I could make it better. And I think that's the key to building any of these relationships because let's face it, we're all in the business of people. Yeah. <laughs> and totally. people, people can be, I think, your biggest nightmare mm-hmm. or your greatest grapevine. And I just think it doesn't hurt, does it? It does us no harm to reach out, smile at somebody and say, hey, uh, let's have a chat. What, what do you do? I'm interested. Just be curious. So lean into it. So listeners, today, this is Emily's first podcast ever. So let's make a welcome. Big round of applause. Yay. And <laughs> we're going to talk things thriving as usual. We talk on our podcast to people who are like you and me, ordinary guys and gals who are doing extraordinary things in life and work. And it's not until we have a little think about what it, is that we do, that we can actually say to ourselves, actually, you are quite amazing in this area of what you do or that area of what you do. And so I just think we should give ourselves a bit of a round of applause because I didn't necessarily grow up with that type of mindset. So Em, tell us about your latest venture, what you're doing, a little bit about Emily, a little bit of a potted history. So I'll leave it to you to do that. Sure. Um, so I, my latest venture has been getting married. So I got married in April, which is really exciting. And, um, I'm currently studying 
business, like a bachelor of business, which has kind of been on and off for the last few years as I've, like when I got married, I took a break, but now I'm starting back again. And that's in marketing and event management. So I didn't start there though. I started in primary teaching and um, straight out of school, I went, yep, okay, I'm going to go to uni. I'm going to do primary ed. And I had quite a awful experience at uni, to be honest. Um, I had some really it was quite a big adjustment going from a school that I had been at my entire life. Like I was from K to 12 at one school and my dad was a teacher there. So I was very known and I just, it was all very comfortable to go straight to uni and um, be so like, I was 17 as well. Cause I was a year young at school. So I was really young and I moved eight hours away by myself. And all of a sudden I went into this flood of university where no one knows you. And no one, like, you couldn't walk past 100 people and no one even waves to you because they're all just got their earpods in doing their own thing. And I just encountered some, like, real hard friendship, just realities. I had some bullying. Um, and I also didn't love my degree. And so I ended up taking a break from it because I was like, you know what, sack this. I'm going to go and thrive. I'm going to go somewhere else and do something. <laughs> and so I moved home. Um, I moved home and that was at the start of 2020 that I moved back and it was actually kind of perfect timing. I got back and my parents said, we're moving. And I was like, what? I moved back to be back with you. And now you're moving. Like, what is, what is this? And they kind of said, you have to come because it's COVID. Like the world had just shut down. You've got to come, you've got to move with us. And I just thought that's not going to be the best thing for my mental health to move to a place I Again, I've never been. I can't go outside because of COVID. I can't get a job. Like, I'm just going to be at home by myself. Yeah. So I um I stayed in Port Macquarie and that was the best thing, the best decision I could have done for me. And so from there, I've worked. I've done some work in church. I've done some work in marketing. And, yeah, that's kind of me at the moment. So you really have used your life experience to date as a, as a young young citizen, as a young woman, as a young person in the world um, yep. through through a pandemic. Um, and looking back on your the the comfortableness, I suppose, of the environment in which you you've grown up. So mm-hmm. you've been able to use all that and then make a decision to stay in port. Now, from what I know about Port Macquarie. Like most country towns, I grew up in Cooma, um, based in the Snowy Mountains. Um, there is a def- definite community of yeah, yeah. of support, of acknowledgement. Yes, of course, you get varying personalities everywhere, but it's you, you can join in. You can be part of something a little bit bigger. Um, and so, I'm thinking you've you've actually used a lot of your life experience to date to inform how you're going to live your life at this present moment in time, in history, and look towards the future. Yeah. So what is it that you do regularly now that um, you would say helps you thrive? Now, it's not easy. Thriving isn't easy. We all have days where we just go, oh, is anything going to go right today? Is anything I plan to do going to work out? Um, how have I had to bounce from here to here to here or go, okay, I've got to regroup at this point in time? So tell me some of the things that you might do regularly in a day. Yeah. Well, a big part of me feeling like I'm thrive, like I get to a place of thriving 
Um, I actually recently did the Gallup Strengths um, thing. Have you heard of that before? Yes, yes, Gallup Strengths. Yeah, so I recently yeah. did that and that was really helpful for me because it's all about what energizes you and what drains you and knowing mm-hmm. those things. And in knowing that, it just totally framed, reframed uh, my life because when I got married, I um I finished up my other job right beforehand and I came back to working part-time from home. Um, as my husband, he went off to work and I was at home and I wasn't thriving. I was newly married and happy, but I wasn't thriving because I was by myself and I um did this strengths thing with a name, a lady called Linda, and she I realized my number one strength is woo, right? So my number one strength is winning others over and being with other people and that energizes me. So mm-hmm. sitting at home behind a computer wasn't energizing me. And immediately I started looking at um, my current situation and thinking what needs to shift so that I can thrive. Yeah. So I um, exercise is a really big part of my day. I need to get out and exercise because for my mental health, it just energizes me and it resets mm-hmm. my purpose. It helps me not to get stuck on thoughts because I can be quite an anxious person. So it helps me to just move on and start my day well. Um, another thing I do personally is I'm a Christian. So I spend time, you know, just still with God. And I and I find that helps me to um, center myself and just remember that I'm part of something bigger and that it's not it's not all about me like it's not all about my problems and the things I'm going through is that there's actually I'm part of something bigger and I don't have to be afraid of how what today is going to look like um and then I would say I just make an effort to connect with people because I know that's something that helps me and um what that's looked like for me is I've actually picked up some other bits and pieces of casual work that force me to get out of the house more and connect with new people. And um, so I try to knowing that they're my strengths are with people and out of like the top 10, I think I had like eight relationship building strengths. So I was like, I'm very people driven knowing that um, really does help like create some building blocks for a successful day. And the last thing I would say is I actually need to be busy. Like it's not, a thing of um some people would say oh that's bad to need to be busy but I I actually need to keep moving in my day because um just that dynamicness like the chop and change really helps me Mm. and when we were in COVID I was actually work like I was lucky um and I feel very blessed that I actually picked up more work during the pandemic I didn't lose my work and so that actually when I was working for the better part of seven days a week, like every day. And some people would say that's unhealthy, but it wasn't like I was working eight hours a day. Like I just was doing bits and pieces, mm-hmm. but that was really helpful for me because it gave me a purpose to get up. I had a need yeah. to get up and I had things I had to do and people were expecting me to be places. Mm. And I find that's really helpful for me thriving is having uh, accountability to go and do stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting the the word busy because um uh, a colleague of mine who I worked with many years ago, she said to me once, we do, did a lot of work together um, in one of the organisations that I work for, and she said to me, she said, oh, people ask me, oh, how, how busy are you at the moment? And she said, 
I look at them and I just go, actually, I don't want to be busy. I want to be productive. And it was one. Of, it's one of those things that stuck with me. This is a good two decades ago, and I'm thinking that's what I get the most joy from, and that's what I'm hearing from you. It's the it's the being productive. So, if you've got eight out of ten strengths that are all people related, well, then you're in your sweet spot. When you, and then finding a way to continue that, and then um, and to, to to build on it. Um, that's that's the blessing out of all of it, isn't it? Really? Yeah. yeah. So you've got, look, I'm going to just say to you, we've just had a similar morning. So listeners, we're uh, talking to Em uh, in a morning, beautiful winter's morning here in Sydney, and she's on, uh, up in Port Macquarie. And of course, it's a little bit warmer up there. But um, we've had a very similar morning. Uh, there's been exercise. There's been a chat, uh, really, a really good chat with someone that I, I work with. A cup of coffee, even better, some good food. Um, and now this opportunity to talk to someone who's definitely a number of decades younger than I am. So you need to know there's there's a whole different age gap here. And so I'm super curious as to what it is that Emily really wants to do with this podcast. So I think that's where we're going to move. What do you reckon, Em? Yeah, cool. So tell me about the reason for your podcast and why you want to do it. Yeah. So my podcast which is still not yet named, but I will get there. Um, it is, I feel very passionate about young people. So um, really youth age, and it's basically a podcast for them. Um, when I worked in youth ministry, I've, you know, I've served in youth ministry for five plus years, but I worked um, as the youth pastor for a year. And that was a very different time because when you're the person, <laughs> you get all of the really hectic stuff brought to you that you have to deal with. And when you're a leader, you don't really see any of that. But if you are the leader, then you get all the problems brought to you. And I all of a sudden got all the parents telling me about the different kids' mental health or I saw into their home life because kids felt comfortable to share that with me. And I had, you know, 35 young people every Friday night coming and some people would come and serve at the ministry and say, oh, this is awesome. They're all having such a great time. And I'm thinking, yes, they're having such a great time. And that's awesome. But if you really knew what was going on, you'd see that young people aren't just having such a great time all the time. They're actually really in the battlefield. And it's such a time of transition. Like every year of high school is a transition because it's mm -hmm. a new set of friends. It's a new you know, workload, you've got more um, commitments outside of school. Like it actually brings a new set of challenges every single year, as well as when you add on hormones and you add in just like maturing and friendship dynamics and people yeah. mature at different rates. Um, but then if you add on home pressures or mental health or, um, you know, just the own pressure of doing well at school, then you start to see that young people are carrying quite a bit. And I question, well, who are they talking with about it? Because yeah. um, sometimes it doesn't look like their parents because their parents might be a contributing factor to the pressure, um, <laughs> not in a way that they mean to be, but sometimes that's just the reality. Mm. And I kind of you know, questioned, well, who's speaking into their life? Who's speaking encouragement? Who's speaking life into them? And who's also a safe place for them to share because I recently had my brother, uh, I recorded an episode with him and 
I was talking to him and I said, so who do you talk to, James? And he said, mm, so do you talk to your friends about how you feel? No. Do you talk to your mom and dad about how you feel? No. Who do you talk to? Oh, I talk to Rocky the dog. Like they just don't have any other human that they might feel safe to confide in. And so that's really like the passion for the podcast. And I just want to create a platform where young people can share their story and um, hopefully communicate the message that they're not alone in the things that they are going through because young people are going through very similar things, but they might not talk about it with each other because they might be embarrassed or not feel safe to or whatever that may be. Um, But yeah, that's kind of why I wanted to create a podcast because I want something for them that they take ownership of and feel like this makes me know that I'm known, you know, I'm not alone and have that safe space. Well, it's often very a lonely road when you're growing up, when you've got lots of things, you're trying to understand what your body's doing, what your friendship group is doing, where you fit in the whole scheme of things. Um, whole, there's a whole lot that's going on. And often, if you're in a family, not often, but when you're in a family, there are how many other personalities, how many others sort of growing and changing at the same time. We don't we don't all stay stagnant. We don't all stay the same. Part of um of living is that we're we're growing and learning at the same time and we're failing at the same time, right? We're just going and who judges the fails? We're a bit more we're probably harder on ourselves than a number of others around us. And in an age of instant, instant um glamour instant access to things um i think there's another element here when social media was first designed and muted um i think its purpose was actually well intended but like all things we can manipulate any situation to see it through a lens that suits us or suits our personality or how we see the world and whether we feel that we have a bias, whether we've been treated well or not, or you know, someone's more fortunate than us. There's a whole lot of lot of things going on. So social media, I think, can be very helpful, but it can also be tempting in lots of other ways. And if you only listen to people who you don't know, who put forward a particular persona or a glamorous viewpoint, um, well then that's what we think we have to be. And that's not reality, you know. Sometimes it takes someone like, you know, it takes a lifetime really to grow into who you are. Um, and the journey, the journey is part of the deal, right? So we all we all have to go through something. So your experience of um, of starting a course, uni, I mean, there's a whole stigma around that as well. I mean, so socially. Um, and it was good, yes, yes, uh, our daughter's just done the HSC or we've just, you know, exited 13 years of schooling. Yep, they're moving on to uni. And then there's that whole thing about, is this really where I want to be? And one of the benefits of living in this time, I think, is that there are so many alternatives that not one size fits all. And so that's the beauty of it all. So I'm I'm so glad to hear that you, you stopped doing what you thought was going to happen uh, or, or be great for you had an experience that you were able to look back on 
and go, no, yeah. I'm going to trust myself and this is what I need to do. And I think that's yeah. that's the skill base that we all need. It takes takes some of us longer than others to learn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's that ability to pivot, isn't it? Like, um, and not locking yourself into a plan too hard, like too strongly, because I was always someone that planned, like I knew I was going to get married at 25, 22, but I knew I was going to get married at 25 and I was going to travel at 21. I was going to do this and do that. And I was going to be a teacher. And like, I had this plan. And when I got to uni, it was that reality that was a bit harsh, not going to lie, but that's okay. Is that, oh, maybe it's okay to change my plan. But then there's this whole thing of like, what does it mean if I change my plan? Like I'm freaking out. Um, but actually, like you said, learning to trust yourself and to be open to different things. Because if I had been so fixed, for example, on getting married at 25, then I could have missed my opportunity to marry as now, who's such a blessing in my life. Um, or if I had stuck with teaching, when I had this gut instinct, I wasn't going to enjoy it. When I stuck with teaching, then my life would look completely different to what, like if I had followed my plan, I'd be living in England working as a teacher right now, but instead I'm not. And, and so it's kind of just like that being open to yeah, pivoting. Like you said, it's a, it's a skill that we, mm. I think should be not. Um... We, we can get caught up too with um, looking back. So yeah. we, do, we do have to look back to look forward. Um, but if we become so obsessed with what's past, Hindsight becomes a pain in the butt, right? That's, I think, um, the present, the present and then moving towards the future. That's what I think COVID has enabled a lot of us to do um, because people are definitely deciding on how they want to live their life, what they want to get out of it. Um, there's been huge changes to employment opportunities, to the money, the economic base um, that the world's based on. There is still, if you look around the world now, um, a, a pandemic has not stopped. War, persecution, famine, natural disasters, anything like that. It ha That hasn't, it's, it's added another layer of complexity. And one of the things that we all need to look after is, is our health. Yeah. And when you don't have good health, um, I think often that, well, we know that, our own particular wellness, our own mental and our cognitive thinking skills, they they are really challenged. Mm -hmm. So so tell me, do you have someone that you really look up to or have have a have a mentor? So you've got a strong faith base, you've got some major pillars in your life, a strong faith base. Would there have been someone in your life that had had really has really given you um, the opportunity to say, okay, um, it's time to ship up or shape, ship out, um, do something different or trust yourself even more. Mm. It could be, you know, often often people talk about a particular author, someone that they've actually, someone in their family that's been a, an incredible mentor to them. But has there been someone like that for you? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, I would say that... Um, when I moved back to Port Macquarie, um, when I was 19, I had a mentor named Michelle in my life and she, um, I would meet with her 
every week kind of thing. And she was someone that I would really um, just process all my questions, all my brain, my direction in life. What am I doing? I'd, I'd process all of that with her. And um, for those few years, she really encouraged me and challenged me on different things. And I think that it was quite pivotal as a young adult to have someone who, um, yeah, would actually say, come on, you can do that. Like, go. Mm do it, make the move. You know, when, if I would be sitting there overthinking, she'd say, stop overthinking and do that thing. You know, like she, she encouraged me to do my uni degree. Cause I came and said, so I'm thinking about doing business, but I've never liked business before, but it just kind of, I'm kind of interested in it. And she's like, okay, go do your business degree. Like start, when can you start, start it next trimester, you know? And, and I found that um really helpful um for a season and it, and it doesn't, I don't, um, I'm still in touch with her, but I don't, she doesn't live here anymore. So it's not as close a proximity. And um, it's just been interesting as well, learning to move from trusting a mentor to help you make decisions to trusting yourself to make decisions. And um, that's kind of the journey I'm in now. I think as a young adult is, uh, I still have mentors. Um, they just look different, but yeah, yeah learning to actually, um, be able to make those decisions for yourself and not rely on someone else's assurance to back yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I, I'm going to say to you, all during your life, you're going to have find people come and go like that. But yeah. you, seek, you seek out because of a certain skill or interest you have or you're not quite sure of do you and you want to use them. So more and yeah. more people, um, every coach has a coach or a number of coaches talk to anyone who has a business they have a number of people in their lives that help them have the structure have the alignment um, that is really now um, being spoken about across the world as the, the most successful businesses or ventures that we have are when we are aligned um, yeah. so align to your own values align then to whatever it is that the product or the service um, the situation is and what your um, your people know, what your customers or your clients or your community wants mm -hmm. to know. So, yes, it's a part, part of that. So, all right. So what's this year bringing for you? What's 2023? I know we're halfway through it, but I don't give a toss about whether we're halfway <laughs> through it or not. It's it's now and how we're moving forward. So what's, what's the next thing? In the, just say in the next 90 days, what are you up to? In the next 90 days, I hope to have launched my podcast. That's what I really do hope to have done because it has been really cool because um, I recently went last week on a snowboarding youth camp and that was awesome in the snow and I got to hang out with 55 young people all week long. And just over the last few weeks, I've just had so many confirmations that this is really what young people would like because they'll come to me and say wouldn't it be cool if there was like a podcast for young people and I'm like yeah wouldn't that be really cool okay I need to do this and so um or you know they'll even I'll just hear and get glimpses into their story and I think oh that needs to be shared like people need to hear that um and so in the next 90 days I would love to start my podcast and um and I've already started it but like actually launch it and get it in routine and happening um as well I think part of that is 
me believing in myself. Like, actually, I think it's a huge step of self-belief and uh, self-worth to for me to do that, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I suppose it's just putting my head down and continuing on with what I've got in front of me. So I'm almost finished my new degree. I'll finish it next year if I just keep plowing on. And so I'm trying to just be faithful with what's in front of me and in my hands and um, not not look forward so much that I grow discontent in what I have now, if that makes Mm. sense. And so that's kind of what I'm planning on doing. Just I'm working a bunch of different jobs. I'm soaking up as many skills as I can because I don't know what all my skill sets are going to be useful for, but I know the more that I know, um, the more that I can be useful in different areas or I can find my way to the right path, so to speak. Um, Yeah. Well, you're never alone, are you? And I think part of, part of doing anything by yourself is that you realise that you don't have to do everything by yourself, yeah. that there are others who can say, this is a trick I learned. This is this is what happened to me, exactly the same thing, um, and this is what I learned to do. And you go, oh, well, that's another way of looking at it. I would never have thought of that. So talking to those young people um, when you learned how to snowboard last week was pretty amazing um up in the high country the funny thing was both emily listeners emily and i were away in the high country at the the same time so i I went to watch some grandkids ski one of which is seven year old and and he was uh he did his first ski races he had an absolute ball and i'm just going looking at what he did i'm going oh my gosh that is terrifying right the speed the kid the kids don't worry about the speed that they come around the corners and all that sort of stuff and i'm going the accidents of course i've seen some of the accidents they they can be quite horrific (laughs) but there's here's a great metaphor for do i actually stop myself from discovering something new because i am afraid i am fearful Right, I already pitch it and I go, oh, no, I can't do that because I might end up with a broken wrist or whatever. Um, I'm a girl that comes home from Whistler with a fractured wrist, right? Well, because <laughs> um, when she, she she goes as the nanny for the grandchildren, how can you nanny with a fr- fractured wrist, right? Um, okay. Yeah, and I'm thinking, okay, you know your limits, but you also know how you can as you said earlier, pivot or sort of re, re-jig that pathway so you still enjoy. So the when you were listening last week to all your um, all your friends on the on the camp up there, um, you would have heard some interesting things. Yeah. So, yeah. I definitely yeah. found it was so like what you're talking about then of um kind of facing fear head on when you're skiing or snowboarding, how it, it's almost like a sport that just makes you have to do that. Um it was really interesting because I was, I'd never snowboarded before and I went and I was with young people that had never snowboarded and I was with a lot of people that had snowboarded and were like pretty good. And um, they were trying to teach me to S-turn, which is where you go like onto your toes, onto your heels, onto your toes, and you kind of S-turn down the mountain, right? And the funny thing was, is that if you don't commit, you fall and hurt yourself. But if you do commit, you're safe, Right. And so it was this really interesting mental thing, which I would be with these girls and we'd be talking about how scary it is to go onto your toes because you think you're going to fall. And 
And all of us would just say, no, you have to commit. You just got to shred it down the hill and you'll be amazing. Just shred it. And you go, okay. And then when you do just do it and trust yourself, you succeed. But it's as soon as you start to think and worry and go, oh crap, am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? That's when I would always fall over. And I just found that was like such an interesting thing for fear because like the boys would take us over to the other side of the mountain, which was so much steeper and you'd go, crap, I'm not going to be able to do it. And then you'd have to think, I need to stop waiting to do my S turn. I just need to jump in and do it. And when I jump in and do it, that's when I would be fine, you know? And so it was just such a lesson of, again, like fear and and tackling that head on and not hesitating and just committing to doing things that make you a little bit afraid, you know? Well, that's, that's how, I, I mean, thriving's never easy, is it? It's, yeah. there's a lot of, we've got to lean into it and we will fail more than we probably succeed. But it's a, it's what we, what we learn. And you've just given a great example of just shredding it down the hill and just le- getting into that S, the S turn. So you've got to commit to it. So you get in and do it. And if you're not afraid of what you're going to find out, or what happens, yeah. the way you look at it, that's your mindset. That's- and not being afraid of falling either. Yeah. actually the, One of the um, girls said to me when I was starting, they said, Em, just fall as often as you can. Don't worry about falling because as soon as you're afraid to fall, you might fall in a way that you'll actually oh. hurt yourself. But if you just are okay to fall, the snow's, re- the snow's really soft, you'll be fine. And so on that first day, I was just letting myself fall all the time. And I learned so much quicker by falling than I did by trying to stay up the whole time. And you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So maybe she's one of your guests. She's one of your guests because there's there's one of them. That's, an, uh, that's a great lesson. And the imagery is that, yes, I mean, snowboarding and skiing, you know, there's a whole cost factor to go with it. But once you get started um, and you get into a, a group of people, it's like anything. It's like the team you work with. Yeah. You're all moving towards the same results or the same aim, but doing it different ways to get there means that you all lift each other. You, you lift each other to be able to do it. And her advice just to, to don't be afraid to fall was fantastic. Exactly. And the other thing that another girl had said to me was um, – Oh no, it was the leader of the camp. He said, don't be afraid to ride with people better than you because you only get better by riding with those better than you. (laughs) And there's kind of a a balance between riding with people that are your similar skill level so that you can all go at the same time together, but then also allowing yourself to be challenged by riding with people that are better than you, that can give you tips and having humility in that and not being afraid to position yourself. Like what's that... um, quote where it talks about you are you are based off of the top five people you spend time with or something yeah, like that like yeah. you are who you are, something like that and um I think that's just such a good reminder of like who you surround yourself with actually influences the direction you go in life as that's well it. that's it and it's realizing who you need around you that and so you need that, that, you know, the advice was, you know, don't be afraid to ride with people who are better than you. The same thing applies to business. Yeah. You always seek out someone who can think differently to you, who has had some experience in that, who won't necessarily tell you word for word how to do something new, 
yeah. but will give, put you in a place in a, a safe environment for you to try the new stuff. Yeah. yeah. And like I've heard a lot in leadership to hire people that are better than you at something so that you actually are learning yeah. from them. Yeah. Whilst, you know, and I, and I think that that's such an, it takes a lot of humility to do that. It takes a lot of security in who you are, but um, that's how we do thrive and get better and grow is by who you are surrounding yourself with. And um, yeah, it's really important. It's, um, I always say to people that I work with, I work with lots of teams, particularly in education. And, you know, I just say, say to the, anyone who's managing a team, tell me what you think your job is. What, what, what do you think your role is? What does the leadership mean to you? So we, we have a talk, have a chat about that. And um, there's a couple of different quotes and it's, you know, how do you get from good to great, which would be Jim, the work of Jim Collins. But the other one is all about our job really is in, in a leadership role is to create our leaders who are even better than we are and let them go not keep them in a place where you're controlling them and they're doing all the work so that you look fabulous. Is that this is quite an unselfish thing. You are giving them the chance to to grow and learn and the opportunities to to fail, um, and no repercussions basically. Um, but also to let them go to say you've got it now. Apply this. Where are the areas that you know you have to develop some more, and let them go to be even greater than you are. And I think that's that's quite selfless as a leader to do that yeah and totally like um my husband as his parents are pastors of a church and um and they've had a really interesting experience kind of touching on what you're talking about of rising people up to be to to go almost um because they found that within their church it's almost as if people come and get trained up and then when they're trained it's like they feel the call to go somewhere else and the end um Dave and Caroline have had to kind of almost accept but not in a bad way in a good way that this is a training ground for some people to get better at their singing or to get better you know whatever and that that's okay it doesn't have to be we train people just to keep them and so that we look better as a church or we look better as a business or organization or whatever but Mm. to actually yeah grow people to be better than and to go and do what they're meant to do you know Um, yeah. Grow people great. Grow people great. I think it's a it's a way forward. And what you're talking about there, using the church as an example, there are plenty of organisations. Now, I know people in education and they they will follow. They will follow and take, get, take the opportunity to follow a particular leader, a style of leadership that is, is not all about about the the leader themselves it's not they they will follow those who are open to opportunity make sure that we have lots of different um, thinking decision making processes in place with the team around them developing that and they it's it's seen as a training ground In, in a way it's a training ground it's an opportunity I mean it's a bit like looking at elephants um I love love elephants and we always talk about the elephant in the room and what we don't talk about but you can also flip that idea to what can we learn from the elephants and they are seen as the animals with the greatest emotional intelligence and it's based it's based on how they look after their 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 tribe their group of elephants right how they nurture how they let go of 
of particular things, how they, yeah, they develop, how they look after, they nurture, develop, let go, move on. But um, I, I love the fact. So I have this visual of a big, a big mama elephant. You can just see her beautiful big backside and her, her little tail and just a bit of the trunk and you go, they are just magnificent. What we can learn that's a little bit different to what we already know is, is part of the gold of, of developing those relationships. And that's what you're doing. That What you'll do through your podcast will be the relationships that you're, you're um, developing. And imagine what, there, there could be some really incredible aspirational thoughts that are coming through. And there could be something that you could do collectively as a group, yeah, yeah. right? So, you know, that notion's not, I'm not talking revolution. I'm probably talking move, like a movement of something. It's just, uh, you know, how do you put all these things together that make sense in a, in a world that's quite uncertain mm-hmm. at the moment and a, a world that's really focusing on wellness and well-being? And, yep. that's, and that's basically what your story is. You've used your experience to look at what it is that you can do uh, with other people. Okay. Have you read anything interesting at the moment? Have you read anything that really um, blew you away? Hmm. Um, I am currently reading this book called um, Dream Big uh-huh. by Bob Goss. And I haven't um, read heaps of it. I've, I've actually started to read it three times. <laughs> I've got up to chapter 10 three times and I can't get past chapter 10. But... Um, it's actually, I, I'm really wanting to finish this book, but it's awesome. Um, the tagline of it is know what you want, why you want it, and what you're going to do about it. And so he's all about dreaming and um, daydreaming is actually really healthy for yeah. your brain. Yeah. Um, but I like it. I, I found it really encouraging because he talks about in the book, making a list of things that you want to do that can be as big or as small as you want. Like it might be, and and he, you know, he talks about um, silly things that he's done. Like he wanted to call the president. So he tried to call the president one day and he got through, like he's done all these crazy things. But um, he just talks about that concept of actually asking the question. I, I've always found it hard to get past chapter three of this book because chapter three says, who are you, where are you, and what do you want? And it asks you to answer that question. And I think that we often don't spend a lot of time actually reflecting on like, what do we want out of life? Like, where are we right now? Who are we? Like, how would we describe ourselves to someone in terms of where we are? And so anyways, it's a really good book. And I really encourage people to start reading it because it just expands your thoughts and dreaming is just so good for you and it it, um, elicits some kind of joy within your spirit as well so yeah oh good on you well the reason I asked you that was I've just as as I came home I thought oh I'm going to have a book delivery right so one of my um one of the authors and I've gotten to know him a little bit as well is a guy called Michael Bungay Stainer and listeners you've probably heard me talk about a couple of his books well his latest book is out and it's how to work with almost anyone. Uh, five questions for building the best possible relationships. So what Emma and I have been talking about today is how do we how do we actually build, have the relationships where we can learn from each other, where we can be empathetic 
honouring what, what's gone on for people, but also able to say, what is it you really want to do? How could you start that in a small way? Um, so, you know, Michael's work is all about something that's actionable. And so what we've been talking with em Emily today about is, is what action she's taking, where we all get the time where we get the time to dream, the time to think, be silent, get out and do the exercise to get you into a different headspace. Don't be down on yourself too much because at the end of each day, if we did a little self-audit, we know that we're going to stay focused on things that didn't work, right? Mm -hmm. So because we, we, have a, um, we have a propensity to be fearful, fight, flight or freeze, right? That's our. That's what caveman did. They didn't survive very long, right? Then that's what we tend to do. What we need to do is make sure we actually have the opportunities for those good chemicals to give us the the boost. So, what joy do you feel at the end of each day? And sometimes it can be just a small thing. And when you go back to that, it doesn't matter how big or small it is. It just happens. So, if we can focus on the small light that came into our day the joy, something that was unexpected, what you're really grateful for, that's also part of it, the pillars that we need to work with. So I think yeah. I know it's it's a it's a great way. So every working relationship, whether it's our family, whether it's our workplace, it can be made better if we have the intent to do it. And sometimes we're our own worst enemies because we go back to, well, last time I talked to them, they actually were really rude to me. They, I didn't get the job that they promised. Um, all that sort of stuff comes forward. But there's, you know, there's more ways to skin a cat, I always think. There's lots of different ways we can detour. Um, yeah, and like an attitude of gratitude is what I'm trying to uh, focus on at the moment because like gratitude, like we're saying at the end of the day, is so powerful for your mind and what you think on grows and so if you do focus and think on those negative things at the end of the day then that's what you're going to be seeing more of um but I've been just learning about gratitude and the power that it has because I think it's scientific but I can't quite remember but it's yep. you can't be anxious and grateful at the same time like it's not yeah. possible in your brain you can either be anxious or you can be grateful or you can either be down or grateful and so just that habit of practicing finding little things throughout your day um, is so helpful for setting yourself up for the next day and growing that positive thought life that enables you to then go on and work better in relationships and um, dream better and all that kind of stuff. Well, I love uh, one of the things you're so spot on and it's all about um, the neuro, our neurodiverse and how we give ourselves different opportunities and don't just stay on the on the same old old ways of doing things. But one of the things I love to do is to think of five people who I may not have spoken to for a little while, but I just dropped them a message to That's say, nice. Carrie here, just you just came across my thinking day. Hope you're doing well. Um, have a great day. And so you reach out, and it's all about not expecting anything back, but it's the giving, the giving of it. And um quite joyful really and then you, you if you can top and tail your day with a sunrise and a, or a sunset there's there's the other opportunity or watching the first star come out you yeah. know it's just uh we are so blessed to live where we live um yeah. emily i've had a great conversation with you today <laughs> and i can't wait to for you to launch that podcast so i think 
the time will probably come where you'll, you'll strike on your name. I, don't, I think there's always a bit of a waiting time. It's always got a purpose there. But listeners, if you've loved what Emily has talked about today, young mind, someone who's really thought about what she, what she wants to do and wants to offer the world at this particular point in time, her care and love for her own age group, um, where, what, uh, whatever they're doing, is based, is based in real empathy and compassion, but also knowing that, you know, that the difference would be to have a supportive network around you and what you do. So if you've enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe to Thriving Matters podcast where we are on all platforms. You know that. I've told you that many times before. Make sure you give us a little bit of love um, and share it with someone in your family. Uh, we've got lots of young thinkers, young citizens who have so much to offer the world. Yes, they may have a slightly different perspective to ours, but isn't that what life is all about? We have to learn from each other. I learn from my grandkids and my children. Um, and so that's that's the greatest gift they can give to me as I'm getting greyer and greyer and greyer. Um, not necessarily in heart, just the colour of my hair. All right. <laughs> so, Em, <laughs> is there one last thing you'd like to, to say something perhaps that we haven't said in the conversation that you want to leave our listeners with? Hmm. I think that um, this is a little tagline that I try to remind myself of often is comparison kills contentment. And so being content in where you are and being content in your own thriving um, looks like not comparing your thriving to somebody else's and just um, running your own race. And I think that's when we thrive best is when we're fixated on fixed on what you know what's in front of us and what we can be doing and how we can be thriving best and not comparing to others I think that's really important especially for a younger generation or any generation to know is that um comparing does nothing good for you it just yeah. um if you're down and so catch yourself if you compare oh I like it catch yourself when you can start to compare love it well listeners your thriving matters, you are precious. So make sure you take good care of yourself. Don't miss out on any of our further guests. Make sure you subscribe. We will put um, Emily's details in the show notes as well. So till next time, Em's been fabulous. We'll talk again because I know that's what we're, what we're doing. Uh, thanks so much for your honesty, sharing all the things that you've shared today. And if you think of something else you want to say, just let me know. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much, Karen. Loved it. Bye for now, everybody. Take care of your good selves. I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters. <laughs>